As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. If you want to drink a juice, then you're going to need a cup. If you don't have a cup, then you need to buy a cup. If you want to buy a cup, then you need at least a dollar. If you don't have a dollar, then you need to find a job. If you can't find a job, then you need to go to school. If you can't afford school, then you need to find a job. If you can't find a job, then you need to go to school. If you can't afford school, then you need to find a job. If you can't find a job, then you need to go to school. If you're stuck in a loop, then you need to get a loan. If you want to get a loan, then you need good credit or, I guess, just drink juice from the carton. Good morning, sweet world, and welcome to the No Dunks Podcast on the Athletic Network. It's Friday, May 7th, and this is The Drop, hashtag full squad. I'm J.E. Skeets, rolling today with Mr. What You Need to Know, Tass Mellis. Good morning, everybody. Hey, Tass. Here we got the Top Shot Hot Boy, ready for that F1 race, Trey Kirby. Hey, yo! Hey, yo! The international man of mystery, taking it to the max, Lee Ellis. Friend. Mm. <laughs> And last, but not least, making the magic happen is JD. Hello. There he is. Here we are. Shout out to the stream team joining us live right now on YouTube. Please continue to like, comment, and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Keep your NBA questions coming for the next Beach Steppin' podcast. Email them in. No Dunks at theathletic.com. And immaculate items always available for sale over at No Dunks. Dot com. You got a nice No Dunks t-shirt on there today, Lily. I Looking sure do. fresh. Yeah, just the classic. Just I the love classic. that shirt, man. Yeah. Love it's it. Love so it. comfortable. I Here. won't lie. I have slept in this a couple of times, too. It's uh, very, Ooh. very nice to sleep in. Yeah, this guy sleeps in a t-shirt. I always found that interesting. <laughs> Took you for a topless man in bed. I don't know why. Cause you got you going Winnie the Pooh, Lee? Just, just a t-shirt, no pants? <laughs> no, I do wear my boxer shorts. I do wear them. Although, uh, you know, some of them are a bit loose-fitting. The elasticity has worn off over the years. But uh, <laughs> I haven't updated for a while, so maybe I should. Glad <laughs> I asked. Spoiler alert, Mom, if you're listening to the podcast, I ordered you that shirt for uh, Mother's Day should be coming in soon. That's very nice. Uh, Yeah, it's getting great reviews. You can sleep in it apparently but uh wear your baggiest boxers yeah now i'm picturing lee waking up in the morning and his boxers are so saggy they're just down by his legs you know down by his ankles in the morning i don't know that's not quite that low there's a bit of a tradesman's entrance there yeah for sure so uh you know okay well 
you know, here's a nice transition from boxers to wedgies. We had another one last night, guys. Nice. Wedgie number 47. It was in Detroit. It happened late. It was like a minute left in the game. Johnny from the corner. Oh, sticks it. Very nice. Nice uh, corner wedgie there. So thanks to everybody let us know that that had happened. I was not catching the end of that uh, Grizzlies-Pistons game, but good on you. A couple of mm. you tweeting that in and dropping it in our Instagram DM. So there it is. Wedgie number 47, getting really close to 50 now. Shout out to WedgieTracker.com, showing you here on the stream team. But some big news, guys. I've been teasing it a little bit earlier in the week. On Monday, we're dropping a Wedgie shirt. Oh, baby. This is going to be available on Monday, May 10th. Why May 10th? Because that's Wedgie Day, as everybody knows. That's when we were celebrating back in 2017, Marcus Smart. Sticking wedgie number 50 on May 10th. So, yeah, it's been wedgie day ever since. So, we're going to drop just 50 of these on Monday. Nodunks.com uh, with our friends, of course, at Breaking Tea. Limited edition wedgie run. There will only be 50 of them, so you're going to have to move quickly. Uh, but we'll let you know again on Monday. So show wedgie day. 50 wedgies. Uh, Taz, do you believe we get them done before the playoffs start? Will we get to 50, or is this going to go and bleed into the playoffs here? I think we're going to sell the 50 shirts before we get to 50 wedgies. That's mm. for sure. Wow. Mark okay. it down. Yeah, you know, I, I think the wedgies so. slowed down a little bit in the playoffs, so you need you definitely need one more, at the very least, one more to feel really secure here in the regular season. Yeah, it would Skeeter. be nice to come back on Monday with, yeah, being at 48 or 49. I'm with you on that. Go ahead, TK. Yeah, I think you mentioned maybe on this Monday's uh, weekend winners and losers that weekends have been big for wedgies Huge. in general this season. So I think it's possible get a couple over the weekend. It's Monday. We're sitting on 49 wedgies. We get wedgie number 50. On Wedgie Day? Oh, that'd be nice. When the shirts are dropping, it's almost meant to be. <laughs> oh, It's like wow. Miguel Cabrera getting 600 homers and 3,000 hits in the same game. Oh. Boom. Boom. Wait, did that happen? No, but it could happen this year. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> nice, that's cool. nice, nice, cool. nice. Nice little baseball fact there. Okay, uh, we got Worst of the Week. We've got Tweet of the Nights. We've got Five Star Friday. we got a few other things in store. Rapid Fire Fun. But let's go over last night's games and big news from them. We'll start with the Clippers cruising past the Lakers in a potential playoff matchup. Big win for LAC. Lily, what's your takeaway from this one? Yeah, it was a big win. The game itself was pretty much over after the first quarter, though. The Clippers led by nine. They led by 23 at halftime. Anthony Davis uh, picked up a, a, a awkward little ankle injury early. Uh, he stayed in the game, but then he left with back spasms later. Now, that ankle injury, he said it was fine. It looked worse than it was because that's a good sign for him and the Lakers going forward because uh, we've seen that sort of stuff happen. I mean, that's, you know, guys have kind of broken their legs and stuff by when they step on things and he stepped on the uh, on the side there. But fortunately, he said he's okay. He's planning on playing tonight, which is huge because really, ultimately, it's the bigger picture we're looking for out of this game. And what it really means is the Clippers, they're a half a game up on the Nuggets for third, so they had to win that game. And the Lakers, as of recording, are hanging on to sixth, which means two things. One... If they stay in that position, they would probably face the Clippers in the first round. The Clippers swept them this series, this season, so that's pretty good for them. But, of course, that could change as early as tonight because when the Lakers go to the Portland, 
If the Blazers win that game, it will give them the crucial tiebreaker over the Lakers, which means the Lakers would drop into the playing tournament tonight. You know, there's still time. There's still five or six games left here. But that could be huge, really, for the Lakers. And uh, the health of Anthony Davis and LeBron James is, is key here. As I mentioned, Davis sort of thinks he's going to be fine for tonight. But last night was the sort of game we were expecting to see where the Lakers are. Are they a little bit better? Can they win without... Uh, LeBron James. I mean, they didn't have to necessarily win to prove that last night, but they you, you want to see them play well. And when Davis went down, they really just didn't have anything. Dennis Schroeder's also out. So they're, they're thin right now. But for the Clippers, it was all about just sort of doing what they can to keep ahead of the Denver Nuggets for that third place uh, in the Western Conference, and they did that. So, you know, the game itself, no one's really going to go back and watch this one. But uh, the Clippers still had to take care of business, and they did. They had a pretty much a full roster there last night, and that is crucial for them to sort of maintain their position. So, really, it's what happens tonight for the Lakers. What happens against the Blazers? Because uh, they, you know, they won't, will be still missing LeBron James, but this is a Blazers team that is also desperate to get out of that playing tournament it's in Portland. I think it's going to be a huge game. Yeah, absolutely. I think it's on uh, ESPN, too. It's an yeah. absolute broadcast game. Uh, it's something we've been talking about sort of all week. Tess, I think you uh, also mentioned it on what you need to know this morning, this idea of like, hmm, are the Lakers maybe better off falling <laughs> into this play-in tournament at this point uh, instead of especially a first-round matchup against a, a Clippers team who's playing really, really well right now? Uh, what, what's your take on that? you know wild idea we talked about it on beach as well you were here for that one but it's uh i don't know with the way they're playing right now with the way the clippers are playing does it make some sense even though it's uh obviously dicey when you're in a playing tournament where you at least have to win one well i don't think it matters uh about the opponent the opponent is sort of irrelevant in this instance it doesn't matter if it's the jazz or the Suns or the clippers or the nuggets the lakers just have to be playing better so that's the whole point if they get the play in tournament they get an extra game or two to be able to play better. Anthony Davis said that exact thing after the game yesterday. He was he was very clear about it, which I thought was surprising. He 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 sort of didn't really think about the fact that they could lose two games in a row in the play-in tournament and be bounced. He's just more thinking big picture. We won the championship last year. We're confident in ourselves. We just need more games under our belts. And that's exactly what he said. And then he's kind of backtracked a second later and said, "You know, We'd rather not do that than we'd rather be in the <laughs> yeah, playoffs. Uh, and, and I agree. But at the same time, you know, a, a game or two, I think it's pretty important here because you have to be playing good against any of those teams. I say that it's irrelevant which team they play because they're all freaking good, not because they're all bad, not because the Lakers are better than all of them, but whether they play the Suns, the Jazz, the Nuggets, or the Clippers, uh, that, those are the four, that's the foursome. you got to be playing Great. So I actually don't think it's a bad thing to play one or two games where you have to win just one. They're going to be in the seventh or eighth seed, meaning they get two chances to win one game. I think it would be good for them. They are not in a good flow whatsoever. They uh, aren't going to lose two games, I don't think, to the, you know, it would be the Warriors, which is awesome. And then, you know, one of the Grizzlies or the Spurs right now. They're not losing those two games. I know it sounds kind of dumb, um, but they they need reps. And, uh, you know, the LeBron thing is the weirder thing uh, to me. It's like he's not there. I mean, he was a shoot around yesterday, but he's not traveling to the Blazers. He may miss uh, Sunday against the Suns, or very, very likely. Then yeah. he could miss games next week. Uh, th- that's why, I mean, the reps are important here. They just they can't take anyone for granted. And, uh, you know, you're the champs. We've seen it before. It's kind of in your blood. It's kind of in your DNA to take some things for granted. You just can't do that in the West this season. That's that's why repeating is so hard. You got to be ready 
uh, opening night of the playoffs. So I don't mind an extra little test. I know it sounds stupid, but I wouldn't mind that for them. Uh, sorry, TK, anything to add from the, the Clippers' dominant win there over the Lakers and, and again, this whole idea of like where the Lakers are going to follow the playoff standings? Yeah, I thought it was interesting what Anthony Davis also said afterwards. He said, if we're 100% healthy, we're the best team in the league. We'll keep that in our minds. But they're not 100% healthy. And are they going to get 100% healthy? That's the question. And that's why, to me, you're going to be able to spin it either way if you're the Lakers, right? It's rust versus rust. Are we going to be having an extra week here to get LeBron healthy, to get AD healthy? I mean, Schroeder coming back will be huge. Even Taylor Horton Tucker missing last night. Those are their four guys who you can basically give them the ball. And somebody's going to be able to go score a bucket. Maybe Kuzma kind of in the mix as well. But on the other hand, you're having less games to integrate these players and get back on the same page. So, yeah, I mean, the Lakers are in a tough spot, but literally nobody feels bad for them uh, because they're the Lakers. And everybody assumes they're going to be able to turn it on once they play well together. The difference, like Tass is saying, is that you don't have a feel-out series in the first round in the Western Conference because, I mean, even if they end up in the sixth seed, it's going to be tough playing against perhaps the Nuggets, perhaps the Clippers, whichever one of these teams ends up pulling it off. Mm-hmm. Uh, they've been playing really well in the second half of the season, both those teams, Denver and LAC. So, yeah, it's uh, the Lakers are in a tough spot, and suddenly they're playing some massive games just to get out of the play-in tournament. Pretty cool. Yeah, awesome win from the Clippers. I mean, everybody contributing in this victory last night. Uh, Kawhi only had to play 30 minutes, but he had 15, 8, and 6. Paul George shot the lights out again, you know, 8 of 12 overall, 24 points, 7 boards, 5 assists. Uh, You had Cousins, you know, getting some burn there, 11 points. Rondo, 4 of 8 from the floor. He had his one three-point attempt. He had 11 points. Like, everybody right now uh, really contributing for the Clippers who are just sort of, you know, quietly just moving along here. Lee, we've talked about it time and time again. We can't get excited about them until we see them obviously uh, advance in the playoffs and and put these performances together for at least four out of seven games and entire games. Because remember, they played awesome at times last year in the bubble, but just had some stinker uh, second halves and fourth quarters and they just kept giving up lead after lead after lead. So maybe we'll see a different Clippers team this year in the postseason. But until then, it's just like, all right, they're going about their business and look really good, especially Paul George, I think. But but again, this is the way they want it to be. Just go out there, take care of business. No internal drama. There doesn't really seem to have been any chaos in that locker room for as long as I can remember, really. Um, And, you know, they've added Boogie Cousins. They've added Rondo in there. So, uh, you know, I think there was some talk perhaps, you know, that Lou Williams, um, you know, when they did trade him, that was it. They were sort of wanted to move on from him. So Mm. the Clippers right now, it's all going just exactly as it should be. You don't want any national attention you don't want anyone talking about anything other than just the fact that they're sitting there they're very unlikely to finish in the top uh top two in the western conference i think third is probably their uh, their best spot right now because they don't want to drop to fourth either they just want to sit, sit there at third and uh and be in a good spot so get everyone healthy get to the playoffs and let's just see what happens from there well, a team holding on to fifth right now in the West, the Dallas Mavericks. They hung on to beat the Nets uh, last night. Their fourth straight loss for Brooklyn. But after the game task, Kyrie said he's glad the team is facing these type of challenges here before the playoffs start. This little losing streak. No James Harden, of course, in this one, too. Uh, what'd you take of Kyrie's comments there? Some from, Make some sense to you there? Like, hey, yeah, let's a little rough patch here, a little adversity before we get into tough playoff series. Or is it like, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm buying it. Uh, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm buying what they're selling. Why not lose now? I don't think they have really any worries. I think as soon as James Harden suits up, all the worries go out the window. <laughs> That's, they, they still have James Harden to add to the lineup. And they're losing four in a row now. Yeah, I think, I think it's totally fine to have a little bit of a hiccup. 
That is to the good one. teams too, by the way. They lost to yeah. what uh, the Blazers, Blazers, two to the Box, and then now the Dallas Mavericks. Yeah. yeah, and they've come down to the wire and whipty frickin' do. Uh, their biggest problem is their lack of adversity. <laughs> that's that's their biggest <laughs> issue, really. Is is that they haven't had tough games, they haven't lost games, and this is happening right now. So it's pretty good. But then you pull in the beard into the huddle and. Wow, they're good. As, as as long as he gets healthy, and he was yeah. extremely positive yesterday, saying that he is very likely going to be able to play one or two regular season games before going into the postseason. So, if you watch them in the fourth quarter, I think you know Kyrie had forty five in this particular game because he's on fire, but he has a lot to do. Uh, I, I think he is so so happy to have James Harden beside him as his backcourt partner, and he labeled him the point guard earlier this season so Kyrie could be the shooting guard. I mean, Kyrie has to do a lot for this team. Kevin Durant's, you know, isn't really finding their hasn't really found his flow entirely, although he's scoring like a machine too. Like he just hasn't been perfect. I think as soon as you put Harden in, as long as he's healthy, there's nothing to worry about. Zip zilch zero. And Steve Nash said uh, he told the Athletics Alex Schiffer on on the Zoom call that they are the most healthy that they've been all season other than James Harden. So they're mm-hmm. pretty pumped. Uh, I, I think, you know, if you look at the standings, you see that L4, oh, that's bad. It's nothing to worry about. Nothing yeah. at all. Well, they're not going to get the number one seed, it's looking like. And they may not even have home court no. advantage in a second round series versus the Bucks as, as they slip a little bit behind them. But yeah, Nash also called that a dress rehearsal last night, TK, playing a good Dallas Mavericks team who's playing to win because they want to obviously still move up in the Western Conference standings, playing at a high level. Um, so, yeah, that makes some sense to me. They're not panicking uh, with the four straight losses. But I also thought Dallas, you said earlier this week, TK, they hit three-point shots. It's a damn good team. Really, really tough team. And last night, 44% of their threes dropping there. Josh Richardson, Tim Hardaway Jr. again, uh, Finney Smith, they uh, combined to shoot 9 of 17 from three. So that is a huge thing to watch with the Dallas Mavericks if they get uh, some three-point help there around Luka, right? Oh, no doubt about it. This is a really good win for the Mavs at the end of a road trip. No Kleba, no Porzingis. They didn't play particularly well. I think 22 yeah. points on 22 shots for Luka, and they still beat a title contender. But I'm with Tass here. I'm not super worried about the Nets. It feels like they're sandbagging a little bit here. They didn't probably show everything that they're going to do in a playoff series against the Bucks. because why would you? A couple of weeks ahead of actually playing them in the playoffs, why would you reveal all your hands right there. There was a weird moment in this game where Kyrie Irving had a layup right at the rim and he airballed a layup. Like, what's going on there? That was just a fluke of nature that happened to happen. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's weird. It's, uh, you know, Kevin Durant was hurt for a long time. And we're saying, this is the most important guy for the Nets. Just wait till he comes back. He's going to be playing small ball five. He's their best defender. He makes everybody better. Now James Harden is out. They actually lost four games. They're actually struggling for the first time this year. No, James Harden's actually the guy who's the most important player on the team. You heard it on the broadcast last night. Uh, Turns out the Nets have three guys who could be the most important player on their team. So, yeah, I mean, there's going to be some tense moments for sure, whether it be against the Bucs, maybe against the Sixers. Maybe they even get tested in the first round. But I think that they're pretty confident they can go score 150 on anybody when they got their three guys healthy. Yeah, this is weird right now, Lee, though. We're talking about the Lakers. No one wants to panic all that much. Bunch of injuries to their star players. Might be in the playing tournament. You know, we're talking about the Nets, you know. Four-game losing streak here as we get to the playoffs. No one wants to panic that much. They're missing James Harden. Like, two teams that are not playing really well. 
uh, if we're being honest, for the last couple of weeks here, uh, mainly because of injuries, I get that, but everybody's like, it's okay, they'll probably play each other in the finals. Just a mm. sort of strange thing to wrap your head around, especially when there's a bunch of other really good teams in both conferences, I guess, is what I'm looking at. Yeah, uh, they got the Nuggets again tonight in the net, so they got another tough little schedule. Then it does get a little easier. They got the Bulls twice, sorry, Trey, and the Cavs. They lost to the Bulls already this year. Ooh, <laughs> Bulls, haven't beat, uh, Bulls haven't lost to the Nets. That's going to continue. Uh, but uh, what I also saw last night, again, the, the Nets, the, there's no, like, we didn't try to win this game. Kevin Durant was guarding Luka Doncic down the stretch last night. So Steve Nash was like, we want this win. And, and I loved the way that Doncic was like, all right, great. This is what I want. And he hit a couple of shots over Durant and he shook him around a little bit. So, you know, the the key, I think, as well, what we saw against the Bucks is in that fourth quarter, the, the uh, Mavericks scored a lot of points in the paint. They just kept going inside. Richardson, I think, hit their only three of the fourth quarter, if I'm uh, not mistaken. So, the, you know, the, the, I think the uh, blueprint to beat the Nets is you've got to put pressure on them on the inside. That's where they do have a little bit of a weakness. And that's where the Mavs went at them. Now, you know, it's not that they can't defend. We know they can but the Maverick, uh, the the Nets just don't want to have to work all that hard on the defensive end. So uh, yeah, this was an impressive victory. You guys mentioned there, no Porzingis, uh, especially here for Dallas. They Who had to go cares out there when and... Dwight Powell's playing this way, baby? Yeah, it's I mean, great. I, but uh, Doncic, I thought just orchestrated that, even though he didn't have an awesome game himself. But it was yeah. like the ball was in his hands, and uh, and the Mavericks got a, a a huge win in the end against a team that was, uh, you know, they they you know, anytime you've lost three in a row and you're a good team, you just want to win. You just want to get back in the W column. So. Uh, a good uh, performance from the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. Uh, where's, the, where's the guy? Uh, Leah, you mentioned Doncic. He said he, he he acknowledged that he's complaining a lot. Uh, he hasn't got to that 16th technical, which would garner him a one-game suspension. I made a bet with somebody in the stream team. I forget who it was. Oh yeah, I want, <laughs> uh, that he was it Ziggy? It was or poops or poops. Was it was it the, or it was the man known by four morning poops. You're right. Oh. Man, good call. Wow. Uh, so uh, bet yeah, him a poop. I got I got to win. I got to I got that poop back. So he here. never had that one rescinded that we thought he might. Right? He didn't. No, he's yeah. still at 15. Wow. That. A little shocking because we I thought at least Mark, one of those was going to be. I hope game. Mark Cuban apologizes to Zach Lowe then because uh, <laughs> <laughs> Zach Lowe said he complains. Mark Cuban swore at him, and now Luca's saying, "Yeah, I complain too much." Ooh, so yeah. Mark Cuban owes Zach Lowe an apology. Okay, good. Okay, good. And we got a, a, a bet going with a guy named Four Morning Poops. <laughs> this is great. I bet. People are going crazy with this technical stuff. They showed a slow-mo replay of Luca not complaining last night. They're like, oof, look at the restraint. That's worse than a closeout highlight. A not complaining <laughs> yeah, highlight. Get out of here. Get out of here. Uh, all right. Well, you'll like this here, Trey. Uh, the, the race for the Eastern Conference 10th seed had of, uh, a bunch of the, the teams that are sort of involved in that race last night playing. Your Bulls completed the sweep of the Hornets. It took care of them. Zach Levine is back, so that's big. 120-99. Big victory there for the Bulls. Uh, Karis Levert, yeah, a little late burst. Helped the Pacers beat the Hawks. 133-126. Uh, I'm including the Pacers because, you know, they're not that far ahead of uh, the 10th place Wizards right now. And then, yeah, the Washington Wizards. They beat the Raptors <laughs> in overtime. Uh, Freddie hit a three to get us into OT, but Wizards came through in the end. Felt like the longest game I ever watched. I, I, I watched it from the tip, obviously, to the end of overtime. And at one point, I was like, I feel like I've been watching this game for five hours. Uh, it was three hours plus, I think. But, uh, yeah, Wizards win. 131-129. And I think you can say goodnight to the Toronto Raptors. But, TK, your Bulls win. And you had the Pacers like winning a big one there for them. And, and the Wizards, like, where, where do you want to go with this one, buddy? 
Just when I thought I was done with the Eastern oh. Conference playing tournament, the Bulls pull me back in. We got Zach back. We got a big win, an absolutely necessary win for the Bulls last night. Unlike the Raptors, who couldn't pull it off when it really mattered, the Bulls got that W to make an 11th hour push here. They have dominated the playing teams all season. 10-4 and four against the Heat, Hornets, Pacers, Wizards, and Raptors. Wow. Unfortunately, 17 and 35 against every other team in the NBA, which is unfair. You know, I think that's actually unfair. The Bulls deserve to be in the play-in tournament because they're clearly the best teams only against these teams. So even if they somehow don't make it, I'm 100% going to call them the people's play-in champs. Unfortunately, the Bulls didn't get any help last night. The Pacers got that we hate our coach, so we got to prove it's not our fault bump. And the Mm. Raptors almost won before realizing we're not trying to stay in Tampa any longer than we have to. (laughs) Currently, the Wizards three-and-a-half game lead on the 11th seed Bulls. Pacers got a four-game lead on 11th seed Bulls. It's going to take an epic collapse for either of these teams to fall out of the play. And it's not going to be Washington. They're playing too good right now. The Pacers, though, they've got some implosion vibes, but it's going to be a toit one. We got five or six games left, depending on these teams. So... Uh, that was actually a huge win for Indiana last night. Yeah, yeah, it was. I and mean, we're going to get to the Pacers in worst of the week because they had uh, <laughs> they had quite the week, actually, uh, making some news. This episode is brought to you by Michelob Ultra, the official beer sponsor of the NBA. Want to get closer to the game than ever before? Michelob Ultra Courtside is giving fans the chance to win exclusive NBA prizes and experiences like official gear, courtside seats to an NBA game, and more. Head over to MichelobUltra.com slash courtside to learn more. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Tass, what did you think about the Raptors sort of at the last second sitting Kyle Lowry out of this game last night? Because it was just for rest. He's not injured. And, I mean, they're, they're, they're obviously the front office is punting on this the chance of even getting into the play-in tournament. Do you think that's the right call? And, hey, whatever, let's just try the lottery odds. And right now we'd be like seventh seed, but, you know, you can obviously move up with the, the flattened lottery odds there and get into a top four pick or top one. Or were you a little upset that, like, what, you know, what, what are they doing here? That was a must-win game and they sit their best player? Like, what's your take on it? I love it. They've got the number seven odds right now. The cool. draft is. Is there deep. a Michael Bradley in this year's draft? I can't wait. You might get you a Lowry Markinen, your very own Lowry Markinen, oh, at number seven. That'd be nice. Who is the best number seven pick in Steph NBA? Curry? <laughs> yeah, nice one. Yeah, probably. Yeah, uh, the Bulls drafted number seven a lot of times in a row. You got to be familiar with the best mm, number seven pick. Mm, well, I'm banking on the Raps and Masai Ujiri being able to do it. Skeets, I know it gets you upset, and that's partly why I love it as well. It really gets <laughs> under your skin uh, that they sat I Kyle think Lowry. it's embarrassing. I think it's pathetic, if I'm being honest. Mainly there because, there why go. didn't they trade Kyle Lowry at the deadline? Because they, they didn't, didn't have the package. And so what? Do, you, they, have a, do they have a sign-in trade uh, like lined up 
Because that's the only reason this should be oh, happening. Yeah. That's yeah, it. So I, maybe I, it is. Yeah. I'm happy they sit him just for the sake of keeping him as healthy as possible as well. So they will trade him in the offseason. Right. I think that's happening. I, I, I think sure. uh, everybody knows it. And He's uh, a free agent, though. He's, he's unrestricted. Like, he can walk for free, though, can't he? Yeah, of yes. course. Yeah, right. Yeah. 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 Sign and trade, I think, is happening yes. because him and Masai... You know they walk hand in hand. I, th- I think they're friends. They're 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 in the same headspace. I th- I think anyways. Mm-hmm. But yeah, Masai Ujiri wasn't going to be one up. You can't screw with Masai Ujiri. You can't offer him half of Matisse Tybel, whatever the Sixers were offering, or you know whatever those packages weren't weren't good enough. I understand. Uh, you know it's easy to be upset, but I've just kind of written off this season. Tampa wasn't going to be uh, you know it wasn't going to be a Tampa Bay Brady type situation. They weren't going to win the ship, so. I didn't want them to get in there in 10th and, and lose. I mean, it's it's heartbreaking when you watch Pascal Siakam drop 44 again. He's had a, such a tough year. And Fred uh, talking about, you know, the, the Raptors are the best, te- best worst team in NBA history. And it's, yeah, it's tough to watch. But at the same time, just at the same want time, a championship. Pas- Pascal Siakam knocks in that three and they win the game. And it's like, see... We weren't tanking. We were, we still competed. I mean, well, they, I, didn't say the, I didn't say the players were tanking. No, the, that's, no, not that's I right. I mean, the, the, <laughs> the Raptors. Not at all. Yeah, the Raptors should have won this game. That's actually what happened. I mean, they uh, they blew a lead late there, got to overtime, and they still had a chance. I mean, Pascal got a good look off. So uh, it's definitely uh, distasteful, I think, to uh, just say, all right, you know, when when you got you basically a uh, Nick Nurse, Nick Nurse said they're in the last chance saloon anyway, going into that game. <laughs> I couldn't believe he said that. Yeah, I <laughs> <laughs> he listens to the show. The <laughs> he must listen to the show um but uh that that's that's the thing like we talked about i can't remember exact teams we talked talked about earlier but you know when they got fined by the nba for arresting players and they went on to win those games so uh ultimately the players out there still compete and they still try to win and the, and the raptors nearly pulled it off but it's just weird to rest the guy now it's just weird that's what it is you've uh, got to play you've got to just play everyone until you are mathematically eliminated and then it's like well okay sure i understand it now yeah, uh, the Wizards, I mean, kudos to them. That was a back-to-back situation. They did pull it off. They came back. You know, Beal was special. Westbrook doing his thing. Another triple-double. Uh, I got a question about, you know, him sort of nearing Oscar Robertson. I want to throw at you guys that I was tweeting out last night. But uh, that was big. Robin Lopez stepping into the free-throw line. Like, what's he shoot, like, for his career this season? I mean, probably he probably is, like, a 70% three, uh, free-throw shooter. Um, but he, like, 12 to 13, I think, at the line last night. Like he 75% was... for his career. Okay, is... wow, that's yeah. actually pretty good for a, a big lumbering guy like that. But he's got a soft touch, even with the uh, crazy hairdo he has there. But uh, that was a good win. I, I don't want to, like, just gloss over that. Um, the Wizards, like, I do want them in the play-in tournament because they're playing the best basketball of any of these teams in the mix there. And, you know could maybe uh, give a team that's the first or second seed a scare if they ultimately get into the actual playoffs. Just when you got talent like that in Beal and Westbrook, I think you give yourself a chance uh, to, to win some games and make things interesting. But yeah, I was just like, I mean, if you saw that nurse clip, that was the weird part. Like he's like, he's asked about it. Why is Lowry not playing? And he's like forced to be like, well, you know, it's like something I've talked with Bobby and Masai. And it's like, okay, just like, just come out and say, we don't give a shit about the playing tournament. We <laughs> hate Tampa. We want to get the hell out of here. Like, I'd just like almost appreciate that more. Because I don't think this would be happening, TK, if they were in Toronto. I, I, I really think it's a big part of it. And I, I can't blame, you know, the entire franchise if they're just over this, being away for now basically two years straight, um, that they just want to be done with this, you know, mess of a season where they're, they've been at a huge disadvantage having to play in Tampa. 100%. Uh, th- something changed at the trade deadline. 
Kyle Lowry was ready to go, right? Like, he mm. was saying goodbye to the cameras. Obviously, the deal fell through. Um, but coming back from the trade deadline, you can tell that, like, they're just done. They're just done with this year. We're going to be doing developmental stuff. We're going to be seeing which players we want to stick around for the next iteration of the Raptors. But th- I think that it's it just feels to me like the Raptors thought that they were going to be trading Kyle Lowry. When he came back, they're like... Okay, I mean, we still got our team here, a team that everybody assumed was going to be a playoff team. We got to kind of make a little bit of a push, but not really, because, you know, like, what does it get them? Maybe another two games. Maybe they get into a first-round uh, series here, but the the ceiling isn't there, and clearly the Raptors would rather be other places. I don't blame them. Yeah, but, I mean, I guess the reason that I want to them to at least try and get in, and I'm not saying they're locked to get in, but to at least give it a go by having your best player play, because he's not hurt, Kyle Lowry, um, he has said that. By the way, like, yeah, he had a toe injury there a while ago, but he's like, this was straight up rest. He was joking that he was very rested uh, not that long ago. And he played great against the Lakers that they, of course, won that game. But anyway, if this is the end of Kyle Lowry in a Raptors uniform, well, hell, I would have liked to have seen them play in some like must win games in a play tournament, maybe get in there. And yeah, they are still a really good team. I'm not going to say they're going to go on to win a championship, but, you know, uh, Nurse said it. Van Vliet has said it basically in so many words. Like, we are a tough out. Like, people would not want to play them. Uh, full squad. Um, so that's just disappointing. For what, too, is what I'm getting at. It's like, for a couple percentage points more of a chance to, to move up there in, in, the, in the lottery. You know, maybe Masai gets lucky. Maybe he looks like a genius here and they get the second or third pick. It's very possible, but... I'm just doubtful of it, Tess. I just don't think it's really going to happen, but unless they got a horseshoe stuck up their ass. But I would have just preferred to see Lowry sort of play off, play out the rest of his uh, rapper's career with a little fight. I get it. And you never know. Masai could be dangling that number seven pick plus one of their star players that they grew out of the G League. You know, I'm not naming names. They could be trading up. What about if I give this to you in exchange, Skeets? I I know it's, it's difficult to watch. But you mentioned Nick Nurse saying, hey, uh, you know, Bobby and Masai kind of forced this upon me. What if Nick Nurse, the guitar player, sings Bobby and Masai in the tune of Benny and the Jets, comes out with a full song, uh, you know, complaining about the rap's front office? What do you think? In exchange, that's that's a pretty good deal. Okay. Uh, That'd be a a fantastic deal. I'd be on board with that. In his Nick Nick Nurse hat. Yes, yes, yes. For sure. Okay, that would save this crap season. Nice. uh, This Raptor season from hell, which is exactly what I know. I just want it over. Just, that's why I'm wearing black. It's over. I'm wearing yeah, this black it's, Raptors well, shirt. It's definitely like, over. The Raps, I mean, they, yeah. they they basically said so much before that game started last night when Lowry wasn't playing. And put up a fight, like you said, Lily. Uh, they were in it. I couldn't be, I couldn't believe Van Vliet hit that three. It was like the mm. weirdest like game-tying three. <laughs> to, it was to like that Luka one against yeah. uh, the Grizzlies, just sort of leaning in there. Yeah. Yep. So. But he knocked it out. And look, Pascal Siakam, if there's like one good thing going on here for the Raptors, he is playing really well recently uh over the last little stretch like you put up 44 last night but my god the nba is a funny place man you can put up 44 points but like miss the game winning three or have another brutal turnover late where you crashed into a guy because you're out of control it happened again uh in this one and it's like uh did he have a good game it's like the weirdest thing whereas like you can go two for 20 and then hit like a huge shot, make a game-saving play or whatever. And it's like, oh, he's awesome. You know, it's like, that's where we're at with Pascal Siakam right now. I hate to say it. I love the 44. I love the numbers he's putting up. He was like embarrassing Bertans, uh, which was an interesting game plan from the Wizards there. Him trying to stop him. 
but he just has like these late mental mistakes and it's like ugh, ugh it's just deflating anyway a garbage he's, season he's polarizing he's very very polarizing i'm still on the uh, the pascal bandwagon but yeah there's a, there's a ton of people you know especially either whether you're a rap sporter or not who just aren't aren't feeling Pascal's ceiling. I mean, we talked mm. about the Pascal Siakam for Brandon Ingram, just a random hypothetical trade out there as Pascal would compliment Zion Williamson as a defensive wing that, you know, Brandon Ingram necessarily isn't necessarily, but people are high on Brandon Ingram's scoring ability, but Pascal does more defensively. I'm high. I, I, I believe in the entire package that is Pascal Siakam, but it is, uh, it's, yeah, it's, it's a troubling year. You said the NBA is funny. What about even that Fred Van Vliet shot that you said, the tough three? Mm-hmm. Like, how many open shots are guys getting like late in those situations? Like, it was a tough shot. Don't yeah. get me wrong. But there's no one in front of him. <laughs> I don't. You know, like, that happens a lot. <laughs> it does. And it was an, an inbound from the other side of the floor. It's like everybody's scared of not touching anybody, I guess. You know, like, uh, yeah. Anyway. Um, that question off that Russell Westbrook, who is now one triple double away from tying Oscar Robertson. I just threw it on Twitter last night because I was thinking about it. Do you think, TK, that they will or should, I guess, like briefly stop the game to recognize Westbrook when he does eventually here surpass Oscar Robertson's all-time uh, triple-double record? What do you think? I think they will. Um, it's a huge record, uh, not one that's like, you know, hallowed in the history of the NBA, but it's a big time record that stood for quite some time. And, yep. you know, it, we're in an honoring things kind of era right now. It feels like everybody gets a video tribute. So certainly they will do something and they should, especially when you compare it to baseball, where it's like they're finding ways to not give players no hitters and perfect games like every single way they can. The NBA usually goes the other way. Like, how can we honor this accomplishment? Which I think is pretty cool. But it also still might be really weird because it takes generally the course of a whole game uh, to get to a triple-double. So, you know, the Wizards could be down big. Westbrook grabs his 10th rebound. They're like, hey, man, give you a little hand. So, I don't know. Maybe, hopefully this, they do take a little bit of a page from baseball here where it's like we're honoring him. It's a bit of a tip of the cap here. He comes out of the dugout, you know, gets the applause from all the fans. Thank you. And not the full Cal Ripken treatment when he broke, uh, like, you know, the consecutive games played. And he did, like, an entire lap around the Baltimore yeah. field, like, <laughs> high-fiving every single fan in his damn Yeah, 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 yeah. I think it's also, you know, uh, a little different since Westbrook is obviously in his first season with the Wizards. Uh, it's a career-long accomplishment. But when we look back at things, we're probably not going to remember Russell Westbrook as a wizard. He'll be a thunder, obviously, though he's going to have this moment uh, in a Washington jersey. They'll do something. It might be weird. Hopefully it's a a small, small little thing. Yeah, yeah. What do you think, Lee? Is it just sort of like uh, after he gets that 10th rebound, 10th assist, or 10th point, whenever the next timeout is, you know, there's a video montage and there is that little moment, like TK's saying, where... You know, he's either maybe given the game ball and they switch up the ball or something like that. Like, like I mean, what do you think? Or should nothing yeah. happen and you think this is silly? No, I'm fine with him acknowledging it because it is a, an incredible achievement for a player to do it. And you know what? It's going to happen in Atlanta because the Wizards are in Washington on Saturday. Uh, excuse me, they're in Indiana on Saturday. And then they've got two in a row down here at the Fortress oh. on uh, Monday and Wednesday. So maybe we should go down and try to be a part of history there and uh, celebrate there with Russ. But, uh, yeah, I mean, it deserves it deserves recognition. And, um, yeah, I think he'll get a standing ovation from whoever's in attendance because uh, love him or hate him, what he's done is, is incredible. And I think this is kind of like the Bulls 72 and 10. When that happened, you're like, no one's going to beat that. 
when Oscar Robinson had his record, I don't think anyone realistically <laughs> thought, even when Westbrook averaged it for that first season for a triple double, it's like, he can't do that again. And now this will be the fourth <laughs> time in five seasons he's done it. So uh, it, it is remarkable, just a, a, a tribute really to his uh, durability and his athleticism and his hunger to go and get it. Because sure, his stat padded his way there. Sure, that's fine. But he still had to go out and do it. And, uh, you know, it's funny talking about it, it does take for the most most players most of the game to get a triple double. He's done it a couple of times uh, in the first half. Good point, yeah. so, uh, it could take so, like 12 minutes with this guy. Yeah, I mean, you can sort of see him doing that and, uh, you know, just getting it out of the way as early as he can. So I, I, I think, you know, look, Russell this season uh, has been a pretty crazy one there in Washington. But for him to go out there and just keep going after it every single night the way that he does, uh, got to give him a lot of credit and respect for that. Tass, are we going down to the fortress to see this happen in person? Did they celebrate it on the road? They should. I mean, Kobe they did should. when Kobe yeah. when he uh, broke Jordan was in Minnesota, I believe. And uh, I mean, maybe that's a different record, but uh, yeah. I think they will. I think they will because hmm. yeah, like Trey said, I mean, Washington's not exactly Westbrook's home either in terms of like that's where he's most well known. It's just who he's playing for this season. So well, at home, so. at home, guaranteed they do it in Washington, but on the road. I lean hmm. no that they're not going to do it. Okay, so you don't think if he gets it, you know, obviously within play that they'll actually stop and recognize it and give him the ball and have him out there or something like that. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, on the road, he says it's not happening. So we will see. Let's hear from all of you in the stream team. Tweet at us at NoDunkSync. So I got a lot of uh, actually good responses to that last night. All right, let's get to Worst of the Week. Ladies and gentlemen, the Worst of the Week. <laughs> Worst of the week has got to be the Indiana Pacers situation because three big things happened this week. First, ESPN's Adrian Wojnarowski reported that rookie head coach Nate Bjorkren's future is not certain at all beyond this season, even though he signed beyond this season. Bjorkren has seemed to have rubbed players and people in the organization the wrong way. Many of them. Next, on the court, assistant coach and former player Greg Foster got into it with backup center Goga, Goga Bataze Wednesday. It looked like Foster yelled at Bataze for a poor defensive rotation. Bataze went to the other end, hit a three, and on his way back, yelled at Foster to sit the f- down. Then at the next timeout, the near seven-foot Foster got moving toward Bataze and had to have several people, including big man Miles Turner, hold him back. Foster was subsequently suspended for one game, and Bataze fined an unspecified amount. And lastly, the big one. Jake Fisher at Bleacher Report really broke open the locker room black box and what's been happening with head coach Nate Bjorkren and his Pacers this season. Head coach Bjorkren came into camp with an aggressive, stubborn, and abrasive communication style. He hasn't fostered many, foster, uh, if any relationships with players, his staff, trainers, even equipment managers. That's how many people he has rubbed the wrong way. He clearly knows his basketball, uh, but has struggled mightily with the people portion of the job. And this part of the BR, BR article was a shocker to me, and it kind of sealed all the reporting. Bjorkren was an assistant in Phoenix when current Pacer TJ Warren played there. And when TJ Warren heard Bjorkren was going to become the Pacers head coach this season, he requested a trade. TJ Warren! Uh, what it looks like is the Pacers liked his meticulous basketball preparation, liked that he came from the Nick Nurse coaching tree, but didn't do any sort of due diligence on his people skills. They were too enamored with what the Raptors did, saw that potential uh, (laughs) as an outcome for them. And even though they got off to a good start this season, the situation has deteriorated. It's wearing on everybody, as you saw with Foster and Bataze on the court. And it looks like Bjorkren will lose his job at the end of the season. I-M-O. Even though they had a good win uh, against the Hawks. 
you can't go on like this. Uh, the Pacers haven't commented on any specific allegation, although Raptors head coach Nick Nurse was asked about the Raptors portion of the BR article, which says that as a Raps assistant the last two seasons, Bjorkren wouldn't let anyone talk to Nurse without going through him. Like, he was the president's chief of staff. You want to talk to the big boss? You got to wow. talk to me. Nick Nurse totally denied that. He said that is a bunch of hooey, and that is fabricated, entirely fabricated. Uh, I think it's clear, though, that all this reporting didn't just come from anywhere. He doesn't have a long-term contract with the Pacers. He signed for guaranteed next season. And, yeah, I, I totally think that... Uh, you, you can't have these visual things happening on the floor. That wasn't Bjorkren who did that, but I don't think you can just let go of Greg Foster. I think you would have to relieve uh, uh, both of them and, and their duties and, and his entire staff. That's, that's the way I see things. Anyways, what do you guys think? Yeah, go ahead there, Lily. Yeah, it was uh, pretty bad seeing him up there with the mask on, just shouting uh, and have to be restrained. I mean, it's been a bad season. And when you're in this situation where they can still get something out of the season, they can still make the playoffs and they can still, you know, uh, salvage something. But it just it looks like they're just falling apart at the seams there. So, uh, you know, Greg Foster, I don't think uh, did himself any favors there. But uh, who knows exactly what led to that and how how much that had been building up to. So, um, yeah, it's just bad. The pace is... This season, uh, as, as Zilla said the other day, their, se- their bad season was going under the radar, but it's kind of uh, erupted in the last week or so and uh, not a good look for them. Although they got a good win last night against the Hawks. So, uh, you know, sometimes teams can just shake those things off, maybe uh, blow it up a little bit and uh, get back to playing ball. So uh, we'll see, but I don't think they get out of the first round anyway. Best mm-hmm. case scenario for them. Yeah, I didn't realize that uh, Greg Foster was just a giant version of Nate Bjorkren when they're all wearing masks. <laughs> <For sure. laughs> giant Nate. It's like uh, like you're playing Super Mario Brothers and you get the uh, mushroom and you just get a little bit larger. <laughs> That's what it looks like there. But uh, it, was, it, was, it was definitely pissed there, as we saw in that clip. Um, sort of strange, though, that the assistant coach is the one getting... Uh, the one-game suspension. That's, yeah, that's, that's, that's rare. I mean, so maybe, uh, yeah, he went overboard. They, there's what they're saying, but Gogo, I guess, got the fine, too. It's weird. Um, I don't think Nate Dorkin's going to be there, though. I mean, they, they interviewed everybody under the sun, ultimately went with him because of that sort of, like, Raptors uh, pedigree uh, with Nick Nurse there and winning a championship, but it <laughs> seems like they're regretting it now. Yeah, no doubt. And uh, the stream team's having a nice laugh here with the Nick Nurse coaching tree. The guy's in his third year as a head <laughs> well, coach, yeah. and he's got his own tree. I guess you it's a, a sapling here. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I mean, honestly, um, it's been exacerbated a little bit from their one Nate in, one Nate out policy because <laughs> I don't think it's a shock that the Pacers would beat the Hawks, who have the old Pacers coach, right? They gave uh, uh, the Pacers gave Nate McMillan. This extension, which they basically are now saying was kind of a parting gift, like, thank you for all you've done for the franchise, uh, but we want to try a new Nate here. Meanwhile, the previous Nate they had looks like he's a better coach and clearly had more success in Indiana than current Nate, Nate Bjorkren had. So, yeah, that looks uh, that looks bad for Bjorkren and that looks bad for uh, the front office as well. Kevin Pritchard included, who apparently is pretty close uh, with Nate Bjorkren and was instrumental in... Uh, him being the guy yeah. who the Pacers chose. So, yeah, I mean, once you see the turnaround that Nate McMillan has orchestrated with the Hawks compared to the downturn with the Pacers, and you know that part of the reason the guy who is in the spot now is because of personal relationships, that's a tough place to be in for everybody, especially now that we're down to the end of the season here. They're going to be basically, the Pacers are looking like they're going to be 
either falling out of the play-in tournament, which would be a disaster, or in a one-game thing where they're going to be playing against the Wizards, who are one of the hottest teams in the league. Tough stuff. Yeah, Nate McMillan was coaching them. He's gone. Nate Bjorkman's coaching them. He might be gone. We talked about it before, Tass. What do you think about uh, Nate Angelis maybe being the next uh, <laughs> head coach? Shout out to our buddy Nate. You want to see sexy Nate? There's sexy Nate lounging oh, yeah. on this guy. Yeah, we're watching on YouTube. Yeah. yeah. He definitely would be Cheers in shape. He wouldn't take training camp to get in shape. Nate would Mm-mm. be. I thought you were going to go Nate Duncan. Yeah. Like, wow, wow. Wow. What are we running here? Uh, yeah. Danny LaRue is his assistant. Oh, interesting. You can sign me up for that. Nate Angelis, Nate Duncan. What other Nates are there out there? Anyone else? R.A.P. Nate Dog. Um, uh, yes. The real. Uh, I'm I struggling mean, to think of other Nates. Yeah. I have a freshman year roommate uh, named Nate, but the only thing he would teach them is how to watch Rocky Horror Picture Show at full volume at three in the morning. So, not a great decision. That sounds like a coach for JD. <laughs> Dream yeah, coach. Um, yeah. yeah, so we'll see. Uh, the stream team wants Nate Robinson. Sure. Uh, Nate Robinson. Sure. Yeah. Okay. We just Dunk saw Nate trip. Robinson in a certified classic that we posted on our No Dunks YouTube page where Lily was talking to a bunch of random NBA players about the 2012 Summer Olympics and racing Usain Bolt. Great throwback clip that was. Uh, yeah. Way to go, JD, getting that up on our YouTube page. That was amazing. I can't believe that's 10 years old, really, that clip, you know, because it was uh, 2011 when I was putting that one together. That's uh, crazy to think it's been that long. But, yeah, it was great fun. <laughs> Who's your, who your favorite in that? Oh, uh, Tony yeah. Allen. Yeah, he was pretty good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's, a, there's another clip as well. I asked him about his all-time starting five. I, can't, I don't know if that one still exists, and he, he names like three centers on his team. And I'm like, oh, right, okay. Who's? And then he put himself in there as well. So it's good. like him, Patrick Ewing, Akeem Olajuwon. I'm like, who's playing point guard? Me. Nice. Uh, he was very funny. I forgot you talked to uh, to one of your heroes there, Manu Ginobili. That was sort of cool. Yeah, yeah. yeah I've spoken to him a few times, actually. He's great, man. Okay. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so Pacers and Greggs and Nates and everybody there uh, getting worst of the week. Good one there, Tassie. All right, let's go from, uh, well, the negative to the positive. It's time for a little five-star Friday fun. Oh, baby. It's a five-star Friday. First Friday of every month. We read the five best five-star reviews for the No Dunks podcast on Apple Podcasts. These rankings help us defeat yet another algorithm. Uh, So leave your ratings in there. Here are the top five five five-star reviews for the month of May. Our first one comes from Don Jeremy. Don Jeremy. (laughs) Nice. (laughs) Great daily listen. Five stars. Great chemistry and coverage of the league. Huge homers. And bias towards Toronto. But overall, one of the best NBA podcasts out there. Been listening for years. Great job, guys. You know, it's got to be five stars if you've been listening for years and are quite aware that there are some Raptors homers around here and you're yeah. sticking around. You gotta love it. Thanks, gotta Don. Love it. Thanks, Don. Thanks, Don. <laughs> Thanks, Don. Our next one comes from B. Kukla. Literal beach stepping. April 15th. Just landed in Miami Beach from Cleveland while listening to the pod. The pod is great, but these five stars are for me. Sunglasses. April 19th. Update. Listening to the pod, headed back to Cleveland from Miami Beach, stuck in Orlando on a layover, flight delayed, back to work tomorrow, sun in the fork, snow in the forecast, 
the five stars are yours again. Oh, wow. <laughs> Thanks, B. Didn't know you Thanks, could update B. one of these. That's sort of yeah, cool. Yeah, pretty weird, huh? Yeah. Go back in and put in a new one. I guess I can update mine that I left from Uncle Al's Carhartt Pants. <laughs> I was testing at one point. <laughs> I had to put in Uncle Al's Carhartt Pants. Update. <laughs> Still got my pants. <laughs> yeah, shout out to my Uncle Alan. Shout out to Trey's Carhartt pants. All right. All right. Our third one comes from Hot Biscuits. That's what's up. Five stars. <laughs> this NBA podcast just spent 10 minutes on various hockey player puns, and I loved every second of it. Great stuff. Hashtag justice for Patrick Marlowe. Yeah. Who's Patrick Marlowe? Does anybody have any idea in the past, no, no I don't know, clue. 22 days or whatever since this review was left? Anybody do any Marlowe research? <laughs> no. Anybody watch a Marlowe highlight tape? See his sickest checks and secondary assists? Oh, Definitely man. not. Uh, you guys don't respect Marlowe and Thornton. <laughs> oh, I, I read a great article. Uh, I don't know if you guys have seen this. My, my Canadian brethren, Joe Thornton, was such good friends with Gore Downey. That there's a big write-up on The Athletic about that. Great mm-hmm. article. Great article. If you love the hip, if you love Marlowe, if you love, you don't have to love Marlowe for it. You have to love Thornton, Downey, and the hip. It's a great. Well, article. who uh, who is Patrick Marlowe close with? The Staggered Crossing crew or something like that? <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a joke for three people max out there. Two movie. Our, our first reviewer is gonna love that. Our, yeah. No doubt about it. All right. Uh, moving on. This one comes from Snickerbritches. Five star review. A master class on podcasting. I don't have much else to say, but this is a god-tier podcast. As I sit here shirtless under my brand new favorite sweatshirt, the Big Beef Hoodie, listening to the neighbor's leaf blowers softly behind the latest beach stepping, I truly feel like I'm on the Zoom call with you. Keep cranking out the classics. Love always. Your boy, Snickerbritches. Hmm, Snickerbritches. He's a a new member, I think, of the uh, town. I don't recognize his name from the stream team. So, welcome, Snickerbritches. Welcome. Yes, thanks for embracing uh, scumbag <laughs> scumbag mode. Uh, supporting No Dunks by buying our merch at nodunks.com yeah. and sweating in your armpits. Great stuff. Uh, you know, Matt Austin says something similar when we do a happy hour with him. He always says it feels like a leaked Zoom call. You know, just a bunch of dudes hanging out, talking shop, talking about buying houses, talking about leaf blowers, and it just happens to be on the internet kind of a nice compliment so thank sure. you snicker britches but our best review comes to us from Greg d who simply says beans five stars <laughs> best entertainment about nba stuff oh that's good that's awesome that's perfect thank you to Greg d and all of the other five star reviews best entertainment about nba stuff put it on a business card put it on a shirt Put it on a shirt. That's a, that's a good point. I, don't, I haven't given out a lot of business cards. I think I still have about 1,500 from the starters oh, days you kept uh, those, to did distribute. You? Um, maybe. I don't know. I don't, there may be I somewhere around out. here. Oh. But a T-shirt makes a lot more sense. That's a good combo, though. Yeah, vertical beans shirt. You know, yeah. be, that that's great. But what about a bean business card? It's in the shape of a bean. Wow. I don't know. No <laughs> one would bad. Buy right. a shirt, get a business card. Yeah. <laughs> All right, we still got lots to get to. Great stuff. Five Star Friday. Yeah, if you are a listener on Apple Podcasts and you haven't, leave us that five star uh, rating and leave a review, and you can maybe make the uh, make the next 
Five Star Friday when we get into uh, June there. Is that the next month up on the calendar? Yes, I believe it is. <laughs> I think it is. Okay, we got to take a quick break, though, to hear from a sponsor. Tess. And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day, or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human in customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service that you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. And speaking of ads, we've been doing some this week for the Death at the Wing podcast. It's mm-hmm. like an American history class on the 70s, 80s, and 90s with basketball as the rapper and shiny bow tying it all together. Adam McKay is the narrator, and he cuts through the fat. The guy is a heck of a storyteller. I'm listening to other podcasts right now. A lot of repeating of points happen. Yeah, I get it. Adam <laughs> McKay does not do that. He does not screw around. He has a strong point of view. Let me be clear. He takes one side that listeners of uh, this podcast would probably mostly agree with, and he skims over big, difficult issues, but you cannot say he's boring. One thing he does repeat, though, and keeps coming back to, is the story of the first basketball superstar, George Mikan. Well, his fictional story, anyways. Mikan was known to be a gentle giant and straight as they come. And Death at the Wing has some fun with Mikan's straight-edged reputation. For instance, when Studio 54's nightclub scene was raging in the late 70s, the pod says George Mikan was known to show off his nipple rings on the dance floor. This is obviously not true, but we thought we'd have some fun with it too. So in the spirit of Death at the Wing, here are the top five things you didn't know about George Mikan. Oh, wow. <laughs> Top five, top five, top five. Top five, top five, top five. At number five, George Mikan wrote a series of steamy erotic novels in the early 1970s, including Savage Surrender, a book that hit number one on Star Tribune's bestseller list. Rumor has it, Phil Jackson and Jeannie Buss really adored Savage Surrender. They each had a copy in their nightstands. Oh, wow. Hey, is that the um, uh, pirate ship that JD put together, the Lego set? <laughs> <laughs> the Savage Surrender. <laughs> uh, uh, well, JD did put that Photoshop together, so oh, well maybe. Done. Photoshop boy, JD, all right. At number four, you've heard of the mailman, Carl Malone. Well, George Mikan actually worked as a milkman in the early 60s. <laughs> Which wouldn't be that surprising, (laughs) considering the pay for players back then. Mikan fought hard for players to receive pension plans from the league. He had financial difficulties and had to cash in on his life insurance. That's all true. No one wants reality. Moving on. At number three, George Mikan was the first commemorative troll doll in the history of troll dolls. (laughs) 
George Mikan was a troll doll, everybody, and it sold out everywhere. <laughs> well, I feel like I, I, may, I might have my dosage wrong on my feels. I need to call the hotline here. What the hell uh, is going on? Yeah, it's true. Hey, troll dolls were hot in the 60s and 70s. Yeah, yeah. There's a touch of reality here, Skeets. Okay. They didn't have bobbleheads in the arenas back then. This was a great marketing opportunity. Mikan's face is stretched out on a troll doll if you're with us on YouTube. Well done. Chipping in my wife, Danielle, with that one. Uh, listen, uh, Mikan's troll doll was the inspiration uh, for a current anime character called Mikan Tumiki. That's a rumor. That's a rumor. I don't know if it's true. In 1973, at number two here, George Mikan openly had seven girlfriends. Wow. Will Chamberlain was both jealous and proud of George Mikan. Wait, now, is that actually George Mikan? Is this Mikan? real? Is yeah, that's a real picture. Sure. Yeah. I think that's a real photo. JD, you want to chip in on this? Or, or, or is it? Yeah, it's good. I, uh, that is a Photoshop. Wow. Oh, but man, it, that's a great that's one. That's a good Photoshop, JD. JD. You are a I didn't know either. Photoshop one. That's incredible. <laughs> we took, we, you took a 200 by 200 George Mikan photo, and you turned it into gold multiple times, JD. Well done. Uh, and at number one, George Mikan had six kids. But he had a long-lost seventh by the name of Lee. Mm. Born in 1960, yeah, Lee would go on to star in Australia's <laughs> National Basketball League. It's impossible to watch Lee footage and not see Mike. Put on your glasses and watch this episode on YouTube because it's striking. Yeah. yeah. He sleeps in those shorts for sure. Yeah. It's a real shame they never knew each other. Uh, but uh, there we go. We loop this one because it's too good. Yeah. Great stuff. Great stuff from Trey and Lee on the basketball court there at the, the old starters days. Some of the great footage shot in the cage. There. <laughs> what, what were we doing that for? Oh, just to say you look like George Michael. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> I think that was literally wow. it. You know who loved that clip too? Uh, Brent Barry, I remember, yeah. loved that mm. Bones clip where mm. you were Mike and he always asked for it anytime he came on. <laughs> It's too good. It's too good. Yeah. Uh, it is good. It is good. You so, have a, you have a striking resemblance to him too, especially when you're short hair. Maybe not yeah. now. Yeah. yeah. Goggles. With the glasses, with the yeah. spectacles on the core. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> so there you go. The top five things you didn't know about George Mikan inspired by Death at the Wing. Um, Sarah, Sarah Gray here in, in the stream team. I'm in a meeting and muted this stream. It's a trip to watch this without sound. My God, it was a trip to watch with sound. But yeah, even crazier without. Uh, all right, great stuff. Good uh, impromptu top five there from, uh, from Tassie. And JD, awesome work there on the Photoshops. Okay, let's get to Tweet of the Night. Mm, tweet of the Night. Wow. Twitter. It's actually tweets of the night, and it's from at KZWerbs, or KZWerbs is uh, probably the better way to say it. The Twitter account, Kevin's Werble. We've talked about him before on this show because he comes through with fantastic photoshops. And he has a couple here, guys, that I wanted to throw at you guys because he's got some questions attached to these great little photos that he has. He says, just like the fellows at No Dunk said last week, it's awards season, so here are some categories and awards. I'd love to see them hand out. Now, the first one up, Again, from Kevin's Warble. It's the best big beef trophy. Mm. Who do y'all think should take home that triple B? I mean, TK, you really got to answer this one. And, and what do you think here of this little, uh, nice little icon there? I think it's beautiful. Um, I don't know if the, the brown part of it, do you think that's just like a pedestal? Or is that like a brown jello mold? <laughs> I uh, think it's a pedestal. Yeah. Uh, I see... 
Kevin is actually in the stream team right now uh, watching along. So let us know. If, is that a pedestal or is that some sort of like uh, beefy jello? That's my first question. But I do think that uh, this award is going to end up being Clint Capella's award. Him mm. and Rudy Gobert right now are tied for most big beefs this season. They both have had five 20 rebound games. But I'm giving the lead to Capella right now because he's leading the league currently in rebounds per game. He's at 14.3. Gobert is at 13.4. So, oh, it's a wood base. That makes sense. Wood base, better than a beef base. Makes a lot of sense right there. But, yeah, I got uh, I got Capella in the lead right now. But, uh, basically, if uh, whoever wins or whoever has the most big beefs at the end of the season should win this. In case of a tie, we go to the rebound leaderboard. Okay, hmm. good. Uh, we're not done here. Kevin, coming through with more. Another No Dunks Award I want to see. The Silver Cube, or maybe the Sylvie, the Icy, whatever you want to call it. This is a JD special. It's the finest cold open of the season. So, mm. JD, do you have a favorite uh, that you would award this fantastic sort of uh, Stanley Cup meets, uh, you know, ice chest uh, trophy <laughs> yeah. too? Yeah. Wow, there's so many to choose from. I mean, Chili Dog comes to mind. Yeah. Second yeah. on Chili Dogs. But that could be just recency bias. I really uh, loved the woman describing the preparation of liver. Remember that one from way <laughs> yes, back? Yes, yes. <laughs> Oh, so good. Yeah, I'd actually have to go through some of them yeah. and, and actually pick a top five maybe at the end of the season. Ooh, that'd, that'd be funny. Just, that'd be great. Classics. I just sent you, uh, by way of Nora, who comes through with a lot of these, if we're being yeah. honest. Um, yeah, really I sent does. you one, JD, maybe we'll see it next week, about Waffle House. Um, uh, okay. it's, it's, it's quite funny. I think you'll enjoy it, especially for uh, anyone down here in Georgia. All right. Okay, so uh, maybe we'll do a top five, Kevin. Uh, but final one here, we are already talking beans, so let's go back to beans. Award season continues next. No Dunks Trophy to hand out the Bean Award. Which legume will take it home? Pinto, Great Northern, <laughs> the sneaky garbanzo bean. Who knows? It's certainly Trey Kirby's call. Uh, bean of the season so far for you, TK. What is it? <laughs> I, 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 I'm, I'm left dumbfounded here I'm speechless if you will how do you pick the bean of the year uh, for me it would be the pinto bean if we're talking about okay. foods pinto bean I'm with Lee on this one it's a great bean out there but if this is an NBA award it's gotta be who has given us the best entertainment about NBA stuff who has been the most entertaining player in the league this season I suppose that could be the bean hmm Best entertainment about NBA uh, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Edwards, maybe. Like, ooh, Edwards uh, is good. Not bad. Yeah, not that's bad. a good point. John Morant, he's given obviously. Us, yeah, Edwards may... Uh, I kind of like the Edwards pitch because he's given us so much gold off the court yeah. as well as performing on the court. Sure, sure. Uh, send in some beans uh, candidates here. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Lee, what's, for, is, do you agree? Pinto bean getting your bean of the, the season, the year? <laughs> Look, there's no bad bean out there. Nice. Uh, I do lean towards <laughs> well, I'm the dark red. Not a fan of the Bean Town Boys, if I'm being I completely do, honest. I as do. A I, fan. Listen, if I had to pick one bean for the rest of my life, I'm probably going dark red kidney beans. Okay. I just think, uh, as a standalone bean, they can really hold up their end. They've got a little bit of flavour to them. Sometimes yep. the pinto ones, plain, need a little bit of uh, pizzazz. Yeah. Uh, but the big dark red kidney beans are juicy. You can really get your teeth into those and. Uh, <laughs> Enjoy those ones. So uh, it's a meaty bean for sure. It is. It is. Yeah, it's a bit bigger. It's a bit. It's it's more of a big beefy type of bean. So uh. what about Mister Bean? Says Greg in the stream team. He's always uh, a yeah. I haven't yeah. watched a Mister Bean skit nah. in a long God. time. You think they still hold up? Uh, 
I a great Did question. Did Mr. Bean get canceled and I don't know about it? Did They're I, great I, for kids. They're great oh, for okay, kids. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah. But, but does it like, hold up? I mean, I don't know. Yeah. I, I used to find them funny. There, there were some I did, of, too. Okay. I'm going to fire up some Mr. Bean classic clips on YouTube today. Uh, uh, Tass or JD, do you have a favorite bean? Just as we wrap this up here. <laughs> Why not? Let's find out. Well, straight up black bean for me. Okay. Um, I like the big light red kidney bean. You said big dark red kidney bean. Give me the light one. Are there light ones? No, they're all the same, right? No, I think they have light, lighter ones. Yeah. Oh, I hmm. think so. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go. <laughs> so good stuff, Kevin. Uh, three tweets of the night, and uh, I'm guessing that maybe you're not even done. Probably more awards uh, still to come. Okay. We got to start wrapping this up, but pick them results from last night. It was the Wizards Raptors game. Washington favored by one and a half. Had to win by two. They did. 131, 129. Uh, so they get the victory. And I got that right. I'm still perfect for the month of May. Um, Trey got it right. He had the Wizards. Three and one. Lee, you took the Wizards, I believe, in the end, <laughs> though you were trying to pick incorrectly, but you got a victory. Sorry, man. Uh, but Tass is now tied with you, who is trying to also throw it in here for this month of May because we're going to be giving some money whoever's in last place to charity so Tass took the wraps knowing or thinking they would uh, lose and not cover and, and he got that correct but you know what I mean it's a loss so what's our game tonight Tass and this is obviously big uh, with you and Lee here bringing up the rear both tied one and three in May well, you don't really hear guys say, hey, this is the biggest regular season game we've got left. But Anthony Davis came out and said this uh, about their game with the Portland Trailblazers. They're going into Portland, and I can't believe this line. The Blazers are favored by seven and a half. Wow. I understand the Lakers are extremely shorthanded. No point guard and Dennis Schroeder. Oh, yeah, no LeBron and uh, no Taylor Horton Tucker. But Anthony Davis should play seven and a half points. Amazing. So, uh, who wants to take a crack at this? Trey. Yeah, that line just looks a little bit too big to me. The Blazers have struggled to beat the best teams in the league. The Lakers aren't there, especially without LeBron, but I'm going to go LA to at least keep it close. All right. Skates, what do you think? I think this line, I agree with you guys that it's weird, but it makes me go the other way. Like, huh, hmm, what do they know? Why have they figured this one out? Give me the Blazers, oddly, to win by a lot, of course, by eight or more. So I guess I'm taking the Blazers in somewhat of a blowout here. I'll go Portland. Lee, what do you think? Yeah, I, I think the lake is actually cover, but in order to lose, I'm going to oh, take God. the Blazers. Okay. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah I'm going to stop picking the losers. I just, it's, it's too hard. Uh, I'll just do it anyways naturally. So I'm going to take the Lakers. I think no one's going to guard Anthony Davis. Not a single soul on that Blazers team. And uh, you know what they say. The first game home after a long trip is a sluggish one. So the Blazers coming home after a long six-gamer. The Lakers got to travel from L.A. to Portland. I think they'll be all right. It is a back-to-back yuck. But, yeah, seven and a half. Woo! Yeah, but just because Anthony Davis is going to play in this game doesn't mean Anthony Davis is going to finish this game, yeah. <laughs> unfortunately. True. So, But yeah, we'll see. He says he's good to go and is going to start at least. So yeah, can anybody slow down ED there on the Blazers or will he do it to himself, unfortunately, with uh, you know another type of injury? We'll see. Blazers got to win by 8 for Lee and I. And then Tass and Trey have the, the Lakers to cover that very, very large line. Okay. 
We're almost done. But before we go, let's end this drop podcast with some rapid fire fun. Really, you got the questions for us today. Yes. Inaugural Bean Award uh, favorite Anthony Edwards is planning a magic disappearing act for the offseason to work on his game. What part of his game specifically? You'll have to wait until next season to find out. So what's something you'd like to work on this offseason for yourself, JD? Yeah, it's real simple. My bod. This quarantine was started out great, you know, super productive, super uh, working out every day. But uh, since January, I don't know, man, it's just it's just dropped off big time. And now I can't fit into anything anymore. So I'm working on the bod. Yeah, <laughs> Summer season. Here we go. Yeah, I got to slip into my bikini. Good, yeah. mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good luck, man. Good luck. Now Thanks. you're moving. Uh, no, nah, fresh start. Fresh start. Once you get in that new place, <laughs> right. once oh, you got yeah, the place in order, sure. then you get your body yeah. in order. Your body oh, is your temple, one. you know? Okay. Mm, health as well. Yeah. Yeah. Day one, your gym will be set up. Every box will be open. Everything put away. You'll yeah. lose 40 pounds on day one for sure. Can't wait. <laughs> Uh, myself, uh, I'm going to get outside more. You know, it's super hot uh, during the summer in Atlanta, so you got to get out early. My plan is wake up and get outside. But first, coffee. I just like saying, but first, coffee. I just like the shirts that say, but first, coffee. And an Instagram page that says, but first, coffee. That's all. That's that was my setup. But I do want to get outside more. Uh, and you know, you, you know, it's like a lot of countries where you gotta get. It's like, gotta get outside by 10 a.m. or else then you're screwed to like 6 p.m. So, mm. gotta make a plan. Gotta get outside. Gotta get outside. Gotta get outside. Might have the coffee. Might have that pre pre coffee uh, scheduled and brewed already. Even though I there don't you want go. that to happen. But have no. your coffee outside. Yeah, that's what you should yeah. be doing there early in the morning. Ooh. I could see myself having a coffee <laughs> on your back deck for sure. Nice. Trey. Oh, I'm with JD. I'm trying to get ripped. I'm trying to get some muscles on this body. I got too skinny. Now I'm trying to bulk up over the summer. <laughs> I proposed the question to, uh, to my buddy Adam back home. I said, how do I muscle up, man? You're a big muscles guy. He said, you want to get Vin Diesel jacked or Paul <laughs> Walker ripped? I went with Paul Walker ripped because I feel like Vin Diesel jacked is going to have to wait till next year. Uh, I don't think you get guns like Vin uh, in the course of four months, but maybe, maybe I can get, I'm not trying to get abs here, mm. but I would like to get a line in the middle, you oh, know, wow. like a nice line in the Damn. middle, two abs, yeah. just two. You don't want to look like that, do you? <laughs> look at that. Sexy yes. mofo. Shout out to Nate. Uh, Nate you trying dog. to get Ken Angelis jacked or Nate Angelis ripped? <laughs> <laughs> well, whatever you pick, your calves are going to be huge, man. <laughs> giant toned Filipino calves. Uh, right. On Thursday's show, Ben Golliver showed us part of his Lego collection. If you were to make a no dunk starters, free agents, TBJ inspired Lego creation, what would you include in it, JD? Well, uh, I loved uh, the car that Ben showed. Um, that's cool. This blue one. I can't remember. Was it, did you say it was a Lotus? Yeah. A, yeah. a Bugatti. That's it. That's it. But uh, to make it a little... So I'm going to take this exact car, but to make it a little bit... Put it a little more into the No Dunks universe, I'm going to put Mo Verney in. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> 
<laughs> a lot of Photoshop work for you today. Oh, wow. nice. He's driving. Oh, wow, he's got his hand on the wheel, too. No wonder you got no time to work on your bot. You've just been doing a million Photoshops. <laughs> exactly. Oh, so good. Oh, oh, the Mo Gotti, Lee would say in the, in the show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. That's or Mo Wheels, maybe Mo Wheels. Oh, yeah, Mo Wheels, sure. sure. Yeah. Uh, always on the move. Always on the move, always on the drive, man. Uh, Taz. Well, I'm going to build a scene. And uh, our protest that we had, because we were protesting the fact that two streaks... You know, our overlap one season, like the Warriors streak that they had won 30 games in a row, but six of it came last year. We had a protest on our set on the starters called One Streak, One Season. Hashtag One Streak, One Season. I think this would be a great scene where we have a bunch of people with signs. And I think the best piece is Danny, our audio guy, in a pickle costume. I think that would be a perfect <laughs> little awesome. guy, a perfect little pickle Lego man. Yeah. And the scene, uh, the scene's great. I, you know, I, I could see it on the corner of a board, like if we've got, a, you know, the whole, the starters landscape universe, or whether it's, you know, the, the entire Basketball Jones starters, no dunks. And this is just a little scene. We had the protest. We're, we're, we're up against the man, you know, up against the NBA. I could see this uh, as, as a good one. That was fun. That was a fun little, little thing that we all came up with. That's a great one. Actually, like building the starter set too, and you can add yeah. like little bits of uh, memorabilia right, yeah. up there. Mm-hmm. That's a that's an awesome one. I want to do um, a classic factory construction set. You know, like they'll oh. have these themed sets, and all the little minifigs would be us. I guess Mo Verney could pull up in his Bugatti <laughs> if he wants to, uh, and then yeah, you could just build it out, make it an entire no dunks town. You can stop by the Big Beef Butcher Shop. We would definitely have a sign at the classic factory. Zero, uh, zero days without a wedgie. You know, we all had one recently. Uh, there's a there's a universe to be built there for sure. All right, somebody do that out there. Somebody get to work uh, building the uh, sure. the no dunks universe made out of Lego, uh, and then send a photo in. We'll throw it on the show. All right, one more here, Lily. Must include Mo Verney too. Uh, Russell Westbrook is on pace to average a triple-double for the fourth time in his career this season, though it doesn't get the same recognition as his previous three. When asked about it, Russ said if it was easy, everybody would be doing it. It's true. What's something that you do that perhaps doesn't get the recognition you feel it deserves, JD? Dishes. I'm the king of dishes around here. Nobody knows how to do dishes. They, they can't wash them. <laughs> they can't even load a dishwasher properly. Like... Mm full meals are sitting at the bottom of my dishwasher oh. right now. They don't even scrape the plates. You know what I mean? Uh, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, uh, and I think they do it on purpose so that I do the dishes. You know what I mean? Yep. Like, cause it drives me crazy. I've taken the entire cutlery, uh, thing, you know, right out of the drawer, supposedly clean and just dumped it right into the sink just to scrub them up because I'm so sick and tired of taking forks and knives out of the drawer. <laughs> There's little stains oh, everywhere, yeah. and it uh, drives me mental. So, yeah, I do the dishes, and mm. it takes me su- such a long time. I'm so fastidious about it. It's, <laughs> it's a problem. It's a problem. Oh, man. But I'm good at it. And uh, no one will ever unload the dishwasher, ever, in our house. It's like, I mean, Oscar's four. Okay, fair enough. Sebastian's like, <laughs> now he's old enough. Get yeah, him to he work. Is, he is, he is, yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, Tass. Um, what? Do I not get enough respect for? Well, I guess it's pulling in my garbage cans as soon as the trucks have already you know, emptied them. 
I, I beat everybody to the punch in my neighborhood. Respect, me too. Uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's a nice feeling. <laughs> beat that. Uh, but it's funny because I've gone from a neighborhood where people would leave their garbage cans out for days. Like, they'd basically just leave them on the corner and go and put their garbage straight into it and just wait for the garbage guy to pick it up every week. Uh, but now I'm in a neighborhood where everybody brings it in the, like the same night so it's a real race it's a real race to, to get out there we're all we're all sitting at our windows binoculars waiting how do you feel about this just speaking of that i think we have a rule here in our neighborhood you're not supposed to put your garbage out the night prior to garbage day until like i think it's seven o'clock same, at night. same. But sometimes I'm like, screw that. I'm already out here. I'm just putting it out there at five o'clock. Or if it's like going to rain that night, I'm like, well, I'm not doing it in the rain. I'm putting it out there at like three or four o'clock in the afternoon. Um, am I doing the wrong? Is that fine? Am I being judged that I have my garbage out there a little earlier than I should? What do you I think? S- I-, I say, who gives a f- yeah. Uh, but at the same, <laughs> at the same time, if you are walking out there, it's nice not walking by garbage cans. Yeah, but I'm on the end of a dead end street. There's no True. sidewalks. What day are you? What so day are you on? Because if you're a Monday I'm a garbage, tu- I'm a Tuesday garbage. No, pickup. that's fine. Mm, that's that's fine. fine. Like, okay. If you're a Monday, then you're pulling it out Sunday afternoon. That's uh, a little. You know, yeah. pe- people want to be walking Sunday afternoon, garbage free, stench free. But it's I- if it's a Monday afternoon because you're picking up Tuesday. Nobody cares. People are working. It's fine. Okay. Okay. I like that. Also, I think what comes into play is if you do live in a neighborhood where maybe a lot of houses don't have driveways, then I can understand it because now you're taking up a lot yeah. of space there on the road with your garbage cans and your recycling bins. But if you got driveways, then not many people need to be parking on the road outside of people coming to work on dish- dishwashers and clean gutters and stuff <laughs> like that. So, okay. Glad we uh, got that cleared up. I feel good putting it out. I'm going to put it out now for next week. Ooh, yeah. for the weekend. <laughs> really test it. Uh, TK, take us home. Well, Skeets, you actually ruined my answer by oh, recognizing no. that I was wearing my Formula One hat today on a Friday to let people know that there's another race this weekend. Yeah. If you see a Formula One hat on Fridays, you know there's something going down on the weekend. Back-to-back race weeks, you got to love it. Going to Spain this weekend, Lee. Mm. Mm. You got to pick for a winner. Barcelona, is that right? That's right. I'm going with uh, Daniel Riccardi, the Australian. I think wow. it's his. I think it's his race to win. Yeah, <laughs> it might be. Len- Lewis Hamilton has won the last four years, but this mm. might be the year that Ricardo takes yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. It's hard to see anyone really beating Lewis, but uh, why not? Let's do it, Dan. We can do it, Dan the man. Okay, there we Dan go. Dan the man. Uh, did we ever get an answer from Kevin Durant about who he's backing uh, in this Sunday's race? I was actually curious if you were going to tweet him last night after another loss to see what he came back with, <laughs> but I haven't heard yet. Uh, I'll be checking his Twitter feed uh, early on Sunday to see if he's chiming in. Maybe he'll even watch Quali. We don't know how big of a yeah, fan he is. Yeah, no idea. I don't know. Was he watching practice runs this morning? I doubt it. Something tells me. Uh, Ooh, FP2. I saw Botas was fastest in FP2. <laughs> Excellent. Good to know. Formula Good. One Fridays. If you see the hat, unfortunately, you're going to hear the name Max Verstappen on this show. <laughs> that's damn right. <laughs> All right. That's it for us here with this Friday Drop Podcast. Thank you so much to the stream team for joining us live. Please like, comment, and subscribe to No Dunks on YouTube. Email us your NBA questions and comments for the next Beach Steppin' Podcast. Usually do that on Wednesday, so you got a few days here to get your questions and comments in. Grab your No Dunks merch over at nodunks.com. That wedgie shirt dropping on Monday. Oh, man. Monday, May 10th is wedgie day. Only 50 of these will be available. 
a limited run. So uh, if you want one of those sexy, sexy shirts, uh, go over to nodunks.com come Monday and grab yourself one. And finally, get yourself an athletic subscription. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks fun fun show to end the week we will be back on monday back to the classic factory until then everybody stay safe clipper bros you heard it here first have a great time turn up love you guys awesome thank you for joining us and remember have a great weekend everybody i have nothing else to say embrace the weekend people you could stay